Up and Adam in the morning. Live here. Your home for Up and Adam in the morning. It's the Crush 92.5. Adam Montiel in studio. He is back. I, you heard me call you the, the parking czar yesterday. I did. I did. I didn't mean it disrespectfully. Uh, but Gavin Hussey is in here. What is the correct name for your title? I am the parking program manager for the city of San Luis Obispo. So you are the you are the parking dude. Yes, it is. There, there's no this. You are the top of the chain of the parking chit chat. In Slow City. That, that's correct. I make the parking decisions wow. for the city. To yeah. have you in studio once again. Now, we first met because last time we were railing on you pretty hard. Not you personally, of course. But we were railing on the parking pretty tough. And one of your folks says, hey, would you have Gavin in? You came in. You were really articulate. You answered all my questions. You faced everything. I said, God, if only like our mayor at the time could do this. And now we got a, we got a lot better of a mayor now. So thank God. But um, it's cool to have you in studio. A lot going on. Always a lot going on in parking. It's uh, always a touchy subject, and oh. everyone is a parking expert, and we're here to hear them out. So. What are the worst things you've been called? Uh, I've been called a lot of things. Really? Some of them you can't say on air. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, let's get right into it. Doubling parking, Gavin? Good God. I mean, like I said last time, the downtown, it's, it's less accessible. There's less businesses there. There's so many things not going for doubling prices but i know you're gonna have a probably a really well thought out answer which is gonna piss me off more but you why do we got a double parking my man yeah so thank you for the question you know rates are never easy to increase i know it's difficult um you know we're at the tail end of the pandemic here where we've seen some glimpses of the tail end of the pandemic um which is great we've seen business return to the downtown area and that's always exciting um with that we do have to plan for our future you know we've deferred a lot of maintenance for the parking structures we've deferred the construction of our new cultural arts district parking structure. And to that, you know, parking has contributed a lot of resources over the past two and a half years to prop up downtown businesses and support downtown economy um, throughout the pandemic. So with that, we've deferred uh, rate increases. We've offered free parking in the parking structures and on-street parking. Uh, We've offered a lot of parking incentives throughout the holiday seasons to encourage people to come downtown. Um, Our goal now is to move forward with our next parking structure, the cultural arts district parking structure. Uh, which we've been planning for about 20 years now, and it is the time to pull the trigger and move forward with that project. Uh, we've seen parking rate, our um, utilization rates return to pre-pandemic levels. But is it like, let's just incrementally, but like doubling, is that doesn't read well. No, it, it is a difficult thing, you know, and I will say we're at a place right now where we have to make some tough decisions. Um, do we want to plan for our future and what we're seeing, you know, what we saw pre-pandemic with downtown activity very high? We're seeing that again. Do we want to make sure we're able to accommodate the vehicles that come downtown and have sufficient parking for them? And our goal is to have that. You know, we want to see the longevity of our city, not just today or tomorrow, but what happens in five and ten years. We want to plan for that and make sure we're able to accommodate that. The doubling of the rates is a difficult thing to see and have, you know, to to pass on to customers. Um, but we are, you know, financially obligated to make certain um Certain levels of revenue uh, to ensure we're able to bond. Yeah, I know because you got to think. You got to think long game. I totally get it. I wonder though, like in the short game though, because and some of these things that we're going to talk about have nothing to do with you or your department. But like, it's just the way like downtown slow is of late, and it's like when you have like you know the homeless situation, you have all these other things where like it's pushing. Some people are like, I would rather go downtown Paso. Like it's it's trendy, it's cool. They got great restaurants, great eats, and like Paso's got the whole scene there now. And they're just starting to get so they're like they're not certainly not doubling their parking. They're just getting their parking ramped up. 
I mean, in the short term, does someone like you worry like, look, I just got to have my long game hat on. I can't worry about the short term because the short term, it doesn't seem very wise. But I mean, again, you do what you do. I don't know what you do. And you're so good at explaining it to me. But what about the short game? Yeah, I, I think we accommodated for that. You know, we really plan for what the needs of our community are. We took a look at um, surrounding agencies. So Pismo Beach, Cal Poly, um, who also influence our rate structure. Um, even with our rate increases, we're still in line with Cal Poly um, in the middle tier. Pismo Beach is still ahead of us for rates. We understand that they have a larger tourism draw in Pismo, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't negatively impact the tourists that come here. So um, most tourists aren't focused on our rates here. We are looking at programs no, to sure. accommodate locals. Um, and how do we accommodate the, those needs of people that don't want to pay um, a higher rate? We're still offering the first hour free in the parking structure. Uh, for the next year or so to encourage people to utilize the parking structures. And then we have long-term parking programs that are geared towards employees. And we don't, we did not raise any of the rates for uh, the employee parking programs. And we're actually going to be expanding those offerings. That's good. Yeah. And I use those apps. I mean, you got me into those apps. I got the, I forgot which one I use. I just like literally dragged down and typed the word park on my phone. Let's see which one I use. Park Mobile. Park Mobile. Great. Yeah, it's easy. It's pretty cool. I thought it'd be a lot more confusing, but it's like super easy. And then you know when, but here's the thing. It's like gone are the days. Cause remember it was so cool when like you would pull into a parking spot and you're like, Oh damn, 41 minutes. Like sweet. You know, like that. But now it's all, it's all on your car. So, you know, but then the, the plus side to that is I could be hanging out at Black Sheep. Oh, I got 10 minutes left. I just add parking right there. Don't even have to get up. Yeah, the apps are convenient. You know, that was our goal with launching them was to make sure that there's something easily accessible by everyone. Um, you know, we still take physical cash payments, you know, for people that don't have a smartphone and aren't able to use one of our apps. Where? Um, at the pay stations. Oh, okay, right. So, and in the parking structures, we still take oh, uh, for physical sure. payments there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the goal was to make it as convenient as possible. You know, if I'm having dinner or I'm having a cocktail and my time runs out on my parking session, you know, do I want to get up and run outside and go for yeah. the meter? No, I'd like to be able to extend it from my smartphone. But when we come back, we're going to continue with Gavin Hussey. He is uh, with parking. He's the parking manager. Parking, say it again. Parking program manager. Parking program manager for the city of San Luis Obispo. We enjoy having Gavin in studio. We're going to come back. We're going to talk parklets with him. We're going to talk uh, safety enhancements with the parking structures and a lot more. It's Up and Adam in the Morning. You're home for Up and Adam in the Morning, and it's the Crush 92.5. Adam Montiel in studio. He is the parking program manager for the city of Slow. Gavin Hussey is here. He just answered why we had to double, double parking rates, Gavin. Good God. Also, I have a ticket that I need you to get rid of. We'll talk about that in the next commercial break. But, uh, man, those your, your folks are out there. They're... They're doing it. Yeah, no, our, our staff are out there. You know, we're trying to make sure that the parking is properly enforced and that people are uh, paying for the meter and not committing safety violations throughout downtown. Do you have anything to do with these road diets? I'm not a fan of, like, speaking of that area, Marsh Street coming in, it looks so weird. I'm not a fan. Do you do, do, you do this too, or is this city or planning or Caltrans? Like, who does these road diets? And if you don't know what a road diet is, for someone listening, how do you define a road diet? So it's kind of like a reconfiguration of a block and area. So I believe you're talking about the repaving project that happened last summer, correct? Yeah, I guess. And, and the reconfiguration of the street down to... Um, you know, two lanes from three lanes and the addition of the bike corral, correct? Yeah, and then these weird-looking parking spots, and they kind of, like, come in, and, like, they're just weird. I don't know. I don't like it. And a lot of people I talk to feel the same. <laughs> well, um, you know, there's a lot of safety studies that show that, the you know, reducing the travel lanes and adding, you know, this type of parking, one, protects uh, bicyclists, and two, reduces speed on the, on the roadway. So 
Um, our transportation department is in the process of reconfiguring um, some areas in the downtown. There will be more reconfiguration with the paving project this summer, which is good. We've lost a little bit of parking to that, but we've also made sure that the parking spaces are properly accounted for. Yeah, so we got more road diets. Where are those coming in? Um, I don't know the full extent of this summer's paving project. Uh, there will be some reconfiguration on Marsh Street. I know that. Um, and then uh, Higuera Street will look the same as it does now. Yeah. Why do we do these in the summer? Uh, so it's actually going to happen this fall. Uh, most of the paving will be uh, late August and September. and Okay. So we try not to focus on times when we know it's going to be busy in the downtown area. Right. Um, we'll hit the peripheries, uh, the outlying areas or other residential areas. Um, that are less impactful to it's kind of tough too because you have the summer, which is like a lot of people are getting out visiting, and you get into fall, and you have like students back now in for school. Back, yeah, yeah. Quest is in school, so um, it's always difficult. You know, we see these influxes. We try to work around that and be, you know, pick the times that are least impactful um, for our downtown businesses and businesses throughout our community. Are parklets like the bane of your existence? Do you hate these parklets or do you like them? What are your feelings on them? Uh, it, it's, it's mixed. I will say, I think it's a benefit for our downtown community overall. Um, it's part of our downtown concept plan and, you know, us reshaping how our downtown looks. Um, we do have to have parking, um, to accommodate people that come to downtown though. Uh, people like the convenient close parking on street. That's not yes. always going to be an option. You know, our goal with parking structures is to help get people to an area outside the, uh, the core of downtown. Yeah. Most of our parking is and the structures is one block away. So if we can get people into that, it keeps people from circulating in downtown, which one, reduces carbon emissions, and two, increases uh, public safety. You know, if a vehicle's not circling a street, they're not looking for a parking space, then they're, you know, have less likelihood of, you know, having a pedestrian on vehicle collision. Yeah. Um, we're talking to Carolyn, Carolyn Christensen. She was a city council member back in the day. And, you know, she was just like, you know, a lot of the ladies I know, it's just becoming... And maybe just because of you get to an age where you're like me walking two blocks from my parking spot isn't you know I, I just can't do that I don't want to do it or whatever you know so I mean I don't know I mean I guess there's all, there's always going to be pluses and minuses the parklets to me are really interesting I'm curious how many how many spots do you think they take up in the course of like a downtown area so right now it's about fifty um, parking stalls that are occupied by parklets uh, city council on Tuesday night approved uh, the ongoing permanent parklet program. Uh, businesses that currently have a parklet will have until October um, to submit uh, for a permit to continue with that parklet. If they don't submit by that date, they will have to remove their parklet by January. Gavin Hussey is here. He is the parking program manager for Downtown Slow. Coming up, we're going to talk about structures, these parking structures and the safety enhancements. It's huge. You know, you think of like the Thomas Jodry situation. You think of employees getting off really late. Uh, there's a lot going on, and uh, I know that enhancements to these parking structures has been something that's been on your desk. We'll talk about that coming up. Gavin Hussey is here. He's up and at him in the morning in studio. His name is Gavin Hussey. He is the parking program manager for the city of Slow. What's some of the crazier excuses you've heard for parking tickets? Uh, there, there's always a lot. Most of the time, it's you know that they were unaware, and you know more recently, you know. Maybe it's just because I'm in parking and I know what my license plates are on my vehicle. Um, a lot of people don't know their license plates. You know, that's been something we definitely have been working with people on. You know, it's not a one strike type thing. And we try to do a lot of uh, community outreach and education on it. Uh -huh. um, we'll have a lot of people that don't know uh, the difference in a California license plate between a zero and an O. Um, oh, so sure. that happens a lot. So like what? They'll go into the app. They'll put a zero or O. Correct, and they get yeah. ticketed because it wasn't 
yeah, wasn't in there correctly. The, the best was I had a young man that had a uh, had a, a, a pet name. I forget what the pet name was for his vehicle, but he used the pet name as his license plate. And, yeah, and was wondering why he got cited, and I had to explain to him that hey, your your vehicle, you know, Susie or whatever you're calling it, you know, that's not the real license plate that's on the vehicle. So oh. until you change until you change it. You know, to what the license plate was, you're going to keep getting cited. So. Oh, so he like put another plate on? Yeah, it was his name. He put his nickname for his vehicle on, but that, on the vehicle. On the, on the back of his uh, car? On the, no, on the app. So oh, every on time the he, app. Every I time see. he upped his app, it would just say that, you know, of course. he was in violation. So. Now, just kind of like a speeding ticket. I mean, there's such a small percentage, I think, that really end up getting out of it. Um, how many people, maybe there's probably a small percentage of people that even try and fight it. What do you think the percentage of people that are trying to fight them, and then how often does something happen where it may walk itself up the ladder, and even you're like, you know what, I, I got to give it to that guy. Like that, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one. Yeah, so, I mean, we follow the state standard for the appeal process. We have a first-level appeal and a second-level in-person appeal. Um, I will say that, you know, depending on what the citation is and your history, um, if you're appealing it, there is a chance that your citation would be dismissed. Uh, if you're commi- committing safety violations and stuff like that, those are normally upheld. Um, we don't have a, a choice. The police department issues safety violations. We issue safety violations. So if you're parking in a red zone or blocking a roadway, right. we're, we don't have a lot of leniency for waiving that. You know, There had to be something really extenuating. Yeah, uh, like you had a medical emergency and your vehicle got left there or something like right. that. Right? Are you like when people do like that second appeal in person? Do they see you? They they do not see me. We, <laughs> and, and the reason why is we want to make sure it's fair and impartial. Yeah. So the the citations are not meant to. Why be don't punitive. you have me come in there? I'll put on a black gown. <laughs> I'll get a gavel and we'll do like slow parking. I'm going to buy you one of the, the Tory wigs, <laughs> oh, you know, the white, white, wig, the white yeah. wig. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get you a little podium. So you want to put a white wig over this good hair? <laughs> Come on, uh, no, but I think that would be so fun just to listen to all of the excuses and you know, uh, and and sometimes they're justified. You no, know, sometimes the officer say, yeah. made an error, you know, and that's why we have the appeal process. You totally, know, everyone's human, and you know. Well, sometimes a customer makes the mistake. Sometimes our officers make a mistake. Yeah. If, we ha- if you feel that the citation was improperly issued, that's why we have the appeal process. Yeah, I love it. Gavin Hussey is here answering all the questions about uh, the downtown slow parking situation. We talk structures. We talk parklets. We talk fines. We talked road diets. We talked about it all. I always thank you, man, for uh, coming in and just facing the questions. And, and I hope you always feel like welcome here and that it's a friendly conversation. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I love coming in here, and yeah. you know, it's great to be here in the morning. Yeah, you're a good neighbor, man. I appreciate you, and thanks for being up and Adam in the morning, Gavin. Thank you, Adam. Have a great one. Up and Adam in the morning with Adam Montiel. Weekday mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. The Crush 92.5, the perfect blend.